Gossip Girl here, your one and only source into the scandalous lives of Manhattan's elite. Where did she be? And who am I? That's not a secret I'll never tell. You know you love me. XOXO. Gossip Girl. Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO Gossip Nista. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. Now, what you just heard there was the original intro to Gossip Girl. And many of you may know, many of you may not know, that the origin of my name, Gossip Nista, actually comes from that television show that came out about 10 years ago or so. And the premise of it, as you just heard, is there's a girl named Gossip Girl who stays behind the scenes and kind of just shares the secrets of Manhattan Zeely. And so what my podcast is all about is not so much sharing the scandalous secrets of Manhattan elites, but it's the real life stories of New Yorkers real time who are living in the city in the best light possible, not a bad light like the Gossip Girl kind of does. And so it only makes sense that I would do an episode based on this new show that's coming out. They're they're making a whole new show on it. They're reviving it. It's not going to be the original cast. It's a whole new cast. It's a whole new premise. And there's a lot of people out there that were true fans to the first one and are excited about the second one. But there's that question, is it going to be good? And so my guest today is none other than Dory Jackson, who comes from People Magazine, She's here to share her New York story, first and foremost, telling us what it's been like firsthand as a New Yorker. And of course, we're going to dive into the new Gossip Girl. We're going to learn things we don't already know. We are going to gossip about, you know, the trailer that's dropped, the things that have been dropping leading up to this time. The new Gossip Girl is dropping this week as we're airing this podcast. And so we have a lot in store. And excited to see if this new Gossip Girl will be as good as its predecessor. So without further ado, here is my interview with Dory Jackson. Hey, Dory. I can't tell you how excited I am to talk to you. You are in the hot seat today. We're talking Gossip Girl and we're learning about your career and life in New York City. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. This is an awesome opportunity. I love Gossip Girl, so anytime. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm excited to hear that. That is awesome. I have a ton of questions for you, but Mm -hmm. before we dive into that, I want to learn about your New York story. Mm-hmm. This podcast is about kind of sharing the stories of those who live here and your experience. And the first question I like to start off with is, are you originally from New York? Are you a native? I am not. I'm from Maryland. Okay, Maryland. And then so what prompted you to move to New York City? I came here for work. It was never 
necessarily a part of the plan for it to be New York, but with what I do in my career, it's either you're in New York or you're in LA. Mm -hmm. And I had always envisioned LA just because, well, I work in the entertainment industry. Yeah. So that's a lot of celebrities, movies, TV, all that stuff. Like a lot of that is in California. Mm -hmm. And they do have some of that here, but it's just on a different scale. But it's still doable. Like if I wanted to be here and have my career here, I could. And I ended up getting a job in 2017 with International Business Times, which was owned by Newsweek. And I was just on their viral news team. And I reported on all different types of news from politics to health to science to uh, culture, just whatever they needed. Wow. So that's like a whole different realm than where you're at now because you're focused on entertainment. Staying on the New York subject here, Dory. So a job brought you here, the opportunity from Maryland. And you said it wasn't in the plan. So, I mean, did you not envision yourself ever living in New York City? Is New York City was not a first choice for you? Yeah, New York was not a first choice. Like I had visited when I was younger with family and on like field trips for school. But I just was like, hmm. No, this is like fine to visit, but I'm not living here. Like mm-hmm. the vibe is just, I couldn't see myself in that vibe. So I was like, I'm so nice. And everyone here is mean is like the stereotype, of course. Yeah. But coming here, that changed so much. I feel like I can't live in LA. When I visit LA, I'm like, I can't live here. Because I entered in LA mm-hmm. a while ago when I was in college. And now I'm just like, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah. crazy to hear. Okay. So you landed upon New York. Where did you land? Where did you just where did you start? And then where are you now? Like what has your essentially neighborhoods and where you lived have been? So when I first moved here, I was in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, which is not the most convenient spot if you're going into Manhattan a lot, but it wasn't that bad in terms of I needed to get to my job, which I was taking just one train, which is like a luxury. Mm-hmm. And I was taken into the financial district and it mm-hmm. took me about 30 minutes, which oh, really good. isn't that bad. But it's not ideal if you're trying to like, you know, sightsee and like really go out and explore the city because it's a bit further from the Upper East Side or mm-hmm. Mid- you know, Central Park. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's not convenient, but it was a nice neighborhood, very family oriented very quiet at night. So I definitely appreciated that. And it was a nice transition from when I was first moving out of the suburban Maryland area to Mm. the city. And now I live literally by Barclays Center. So it's more convenient. I could easily hop into the city on after like a couple of stops. So it makes such a difference being here. And I got the COVID pricing (laughs) when I moved here because I moved here at the beginning of this year. Oh my gosh, that's exciting. Okay, so yeah. a recent move and you're living in Park Slope. Park Slope is, is rated like I think one of the top Brooklyn neighborhoods to live in. I've been there. I love it. There's this whole little row and area that closes down and there's a lot of bars and mm-hmm. antique shops and stuff. It's family oriented, but it's young too. So exactly. that is really exciting. And so you've got a COVID discount. I think everyone yeah. in the city has. I yeah, mean, I think so. I moved. I got a COVID discount. There's a lot of people that have moved during this time and that's awesome. And so are you loving it? Are you loving it more? I do. I really love my apartment. I love the neighborhood. I have just one roommate, which is a big change from last time I was at a place where it's two other roommates, but it was a different size apartment too. Like the living room was a bit more spacious there. And we had, you know, an elevator in the building and the 
in unit laundry, which is also such a luxury, but I just like wasn't in love with that apartment overall. Like, I think I mostly just stayed because of the laundry. Mm, yes, <laughs> laundry is vital. And, and, and so in, in your new building, I mean, to have it in your unit, that is a luxury, right? But to have it yeah. in a building, that is also just great. You have either or. No, I just take it to the local place and have mm. them do it for me because I'm a princess and I don't have yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that. Yes. And so the great thing about New York is that you get your laundry picked up and fluff and fold and so forth. So you don't have to have either or. And again, right. who wants to do their laundry? So right. Perfect. And they'll do it better than I can. So <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Pick up, take out, come back. Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Dory. And then so tell me, what has just your overall experience in New York been like? It's honestly been really positive. I didn't expect it to be. I remember when I was getting ready to move, maybe it was like a week before. Like, it was just such a fast process for me because I got the job. I needed to move up in three weeks. Mm. And I think it was literally yeah, the week before I just was like crying to my mom. Like, I can't live in New York. Like mm. the people there, the trains, like everything. I was like panicking. She's like, you're going to be fine. Like you just, you need to do this for yourself. This is what's going to help you in your career in the long run. And she wasn't wrong, but getting here. And when I started to make friends and started to just really explore the city for myself and gain a better understanding in my 20s and being here on my own, like what the city really is. It definitely changed my perspective. When I've been to LA, I'm only comparing it to LA because that was my mm-hmm. second option. Yep. When I went to LA, I liked it a little bit when I was interning, but I admittedly felt very lonely there. It was mm-hmm. much harder to meet friends and keep friends mm-hmm. and the vibe was just very different. Mm-hmm. And I also just don't like having to drive like everywhere if I can take a car or I can take a train or whatever, it's nice because I can do that at home in Maryland because I'm not that far outside of D.C. So if I need to take a car into D.C., I can or the train. But with L.A., I mean, they have the train, they have the bus, but people don't really use it like that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that you noted that. Yeah. That is very true. I lived in my whole life. I used a bus once. I think I went on the train twice and that's only because I worked downtown and it took me into my home Santa Monica and that was just for the adventure so yeah they just don't use it there and I I love that you noted the comparisons of New York to LA. I'm not really sure why that's the case (laughs) like people just drive everywhere but wouldn't that get annoying because I feel like California is such a big state and there's so many people living there and there's always traffic at any time of day. Like that's what I hate to <laughs> like any time of day there's traffic. Exactly. Yeah. And you weren't even there long to say this. Mm-hmm. So amen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the last time work. I was there was I think 2019. I was there for like four days because it was Oscars week and I had to do stuff for work. And it was fine, but I was like, I want to be here <laughs> forever. <laughs> I'm good. This oh, is a nice God. vacation. <laughs> Wow, that's so interesting. I don't want to discount my semi-home state, but I am with you on New York being the place for you and I. (laughs) My sister's the opposite. She's going to move to California, LA in particular at the end of this year. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you go. And so I want to elaborate on your experience. So Mm -hmm. what is it specifically that you may like and dislike about New York? I think what I like is that there's just so many options of things to do, particularly with restaurants, because I feel like with me and my friends, we're always looking for 
a place to go to brunch, a place to have dinner and catch up. And I have my favorite places, but I end up just always looking for new stuff too, that I often don't go to my places as much as I would like. But I think that's good because I'm like willing to try new things and explore mm-hmm. because there's always something closing sadly but then there's a new thing coming up and then there's some staples that are definitely worth trying that I haven't been to or I'm going to different neighborhoods for a restaurant that I probably wouldn't have gone to otherwise so I like that you know there's really that option and opportunity to really just explore and deep dive into the city like that and in terms of the one thing I don't like and this is just I feel like this is more of a problem in all cities but I feel like here during COVID it's gotten worse is the homeless issue. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I first moved here, I never saw a homeless person in my neighborhood of Bay Ridge, like, mm-hmm. which is, like I said, a very family oriented area, very quiet. People don't go there unless you live there kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it started getting worse and worse. I would see more like regulars come through in that area. And then even like people started going out a little bit once lockdown eased a bit mm-hmm. last year. I remember just seeing so many homeless people laying on the benches and like the financial district. And I'm like, I feel like I don't know how you solve the homeless problem, but there needs to be a way. Yeah. Like we have to figure it out. A hundred percent. And there's things roaming in the news regarding this right now. It's definitely a problem. And I know there's going to be new changes coming up in the city. So we'll see where that goes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we have a the mayoral race just happened, so we'll see. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. And <laughs> I appreciate you sharing, Dory, what you like and dislike about New York City. Now, I, I'm curious, how long have you been here total, would you say? Is it? It's four, four years now. Four years. Okay. And do you feel you've gotten into the groove of New York City? And would you consider yourself a New Yorker? Yeah, I feel like I've definitely gotten into the groove. I feel like when I'm using trains, I kind of have a better sense of things. And I'm like, okay, I actually don't need to use my map. I know where I'm going mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I have an understanding of the neighborhoods. But I consider myself a New Yorker. I'm going to say yes and no, because I feel like they say it's like seven years is when you're really considered a New Yorker if you've stayed that long or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still have a lot of that Maryland girl in me, but I feel like that's never going to change. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes overall, just because Mm -hmm. I've been here long enough. But some people would probably say no. (laughs) You've been there four years and that's a good amount of time. And, you know, like you said, you've learned a lot of things, but New York is always teaching us things. right? And I still got to get my New York license. I just don't have one because I know when I go home to Maryland, I'm going to drive my car there. And if I happen to get pulled over, I'd rather be pulled over with a Maryland license (laughs) than with a New York license. And they're going to be like, why are you driving here? (laughs) I I don't think there's a lot of New Yorkers that have the license, right? So just the the, the state ID, if that's what they offer here. That's true. I I need to do that. I need to do that myself. (laughs) So yes, perfect. Thanks for sharing that there, Dory. Now, I want to ask, what do you think it actually means to be a New Yorker? That's a really hard question. I guess it means, I feel like when people come here, when they're not from here, it's because they're trying to chase some kind of career aspiration. And I feel like this place is just like filled with hope and like opportunity. And I feel like New Yorkers as a whole are very driven and very determined. And you see it in the way we walk down the street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
So I would say that's my best answer. That's a really hard question, actually. No, no, no. That was good. <laughs> I, I love that. And that was perfectly said. And so I'm curious, have you had any type of like New York moments during your time here that like you remember that was like, oh my gosh, whether it was good or bad, like it was just, that was such a New York moment. Oh, that's another really hard question because that's something <laughs> I've actually thought about. Nobody's asked me that before. <laughs> I just made up these questions. So. <laughs> no, it's a good question, but it's definitely just one I've never thought about or like I said, been asked because a New York moment, well, I guess, you know, I visited the Met and sat on the steps like Gossip Girl mm-hmm. and me and my friend took a photo because she was visiting because we had brunch in the Upper East Side that day and yeah, we went to the Met after since it was nearby and we could walk. And we had somebody take our picture and I put it up like Blair and Serena. (laughs) Yeah. So it felt very New York in a sense that I feel like a lot of us grew up watching Gossip Girl and getting our understanding of New York from that. So it kind of Mm -hmm. felt like the pop culture New York moment that a lot of girls want to have that photo on the steps. Beautifully said. I I am called Gossip Nista and I don't even have that Met Step photo yet. So I love it. <laughs> I that. only got it like two years into being here. I didn't do it very quickly. I haven't been to a lot of the big tourist sites. Like I've never been to the Statue of Liberty. I've never been to the Empire State Building. I've passed by them, but I've just never like physically like taken the time to just like embrace it, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I recommend them. It's so easy and I love them. I, I've been to the Statue of Liberty. There's still a lot of other landmarks I need to get to, but again, love that you shared that moment there with the Met Steps. Now, because this is a podcast about those who live here and enriching their lives, but also those moving here. And so I'm curious, what advice would you give someone who's new to the city and looking to make a move here? I was actually asked this question not that long ago. I had a friend visit who Mm -hmm. was seeking to potentially move up here. I'm not sure what their plans are, but they were asking me similar questions because they wanted to get a good feel of it, especially Mm -hmm. right now amid COVID. Even though the city has very open, things still aren't perfectly back to normal just because, you know, it's going to take a minute. Mm -hmm. But I was basically telling her that when you are looking to find a home here, I had my best opportunity searching for places when I was looking through local Facebook groups for New York or on the Rumi site. It's definitely good to ask somebody else's opinion who's been here or you know been living here so they can kind of give you a feel of what neighborhoods are good and not. Because I remember I was looking recently, early this year before I moved, at a listing for an apartment and they listed it in Hudson Yards. And I looked at the address and I was like, that's not in Hudson Yards. Like oh. the average person who doesn't know New York they probably wouldn't have realized that. So it's like, you really need to like, have a feel of the land. Wait, so where say. was it? It was not far from Hudson Yards, but it's more closer to Chelsea. I'm not really sure why they put Hudson Yards as the mm-hmm. thing. And it's not like Chelsea's a bad area. Like I would live in Chelsea, but it's, that's not where it was. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So definitely just getting that advice from people who definitely been here and have a lay of the land that can kind of advise you on those neighborhoods if you don't know. And if not that, then like doing your own research to have an understanding of what the neighborhoods are. Use that Google Maps to kind of gauge where things are. Because, yeah, you just never know. I feel like sometimes like things can be misleading mm. a lot of the times. Definitely make sure you're really inspecting the homes that you go to. And that's just a rule for any place that like you visit, any kind of apartment you're looking to get. Just like when I 
at least my recent place, like I checked the water to make sure, you know, it ran to get hot water quickly or not. I was looking for any holes in the wall for bugs. You know what I mean? Especially in New York, like there's always bugs somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you yeah. have to be very like patient and caution of that. Well, I think depending on the apartment you pick, right? But I, I love yeah. that you pointed out those notes specifically about moving and apartment searching. And while you're on that and how you check the water, I'm just like that too. So look out for those things, open holes, have people yes. patch things up. And there's a lot of things you can go into on this subject, but yes. Yeah, I would also say before you even get that apartment, and I wish I really had that time to do that because I had to do like a virtual tour before I moved up here because there wasn't really enough time for me. If you have the time to come visit the place in person and see the areas that you could potentially be moving to, that is going to be so helpful to you because then you'll have an even better understanding of, okay, is this the neighborhood that works for me? Is this my vibe? Is this a safe neighborhood? I got lucky. The God was shining down and trying to help me out. I had to like do everything myself with research from home in Maryland. So it. it was much harder, but I did. And I think it's just because I have that journalistic skill. So I can do things that other people might not think about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're probing deep dive into the sources and yes. stuff like that. So yes, love it. And then Final question within this New York story, mm-hmm. which I've loved hearing and listening to Dory. I want to know, you were asked what New York is and how New York makes you feel. And you kind of roll that up into a quote that is either personally yours or one that may exist out there. How would you describe that quote? I would say New York is hope. I know that's not really like a real quote. Like I can't think of one off the top of my head, but to me, that's what it represents. Because you come here a lot of times you're not from here because you're searching for something, whether that's growth in your career, whether that's love, like, you know, Carrie Bradshaw or something of that caliber. And there's just so much that you can find while you're here and you grow in ways you never expect. At least I did from my own personal experience. And yeah, I have no regrets about coming here because if I didn't then I wouldn't be on this podcast right now for all we know <laughs> right so, yep we're yeah. be sharing your story about New York and I love that <laughs> so New York is home yes I appreciate that that's what you evolved into initially not wanting to come here right and then this yeah is, this is your quote now so I love it that yes. is perfect and so <laughs> diving into our second segment here Dory which is <laughs> all about your amazing entertainment career and specifically with some real high profile media companies. Let's dive into that. Tell us about your background and if it's relevant, what you went to school for and so forth. Gossip Nista here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. Yes, so I initially went to college to be a business econ major, which is completely different from what Mm -hmm. I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. But it didn't work out because I was just failing the class so badly, even with the tutor and going into the teacher for help. It just didn't work out. And Mm -hmm. I had met privately with the teacher to go over a failed exam that I just had. And 
he asked me how I was doing all my classes. And I said, I have A's and B's and everything else. And he's like, I don't think you should be in my class. And I mm-hmm. said, you know what? I think you're right. And I never quit because that's not how my mom raised me to be. But I ended up bringing in the withdrawal form since it was within enough time for me to do mm-hmm. so. And I withdrew, withdrew from the class. I just focused more on my English and communications classes. And I realized that I was actually pretty good at writing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let me explore this and see where this could go. So I ended up getting a internship with a local DC magazine mm-hmm. um, called DC Life Magazine. And I was focusing more on fashion journalism because I always liked fashion. I used mm-hmm. to like draw sketches when I was a kid and I enjoyed it. But when that internship ended during the summer, I would sometimes freelance for them during the fall semester. And the lady who's running the publication reached out to me in December of 2013 and was like, hey, do you want to come and participate in DC Jingle Ball and you can be our red carpet mm-hmm. correspondent? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went when I was home for winter break since mm-hmm. it was around that time. Mm-hmm. And I ended up doing my first ever red carpet interview with all of the original members of Fifth Harmony. And wow. I knew in that moment I needed to be doing this. And so that's when I pivoted more into entertainment journalism. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. goosebumps. Like, you know, <laughs> you pivoted there because you knew, like, what was it that you knew? Was it like the energy, the vibe, the ease of conversation with Fifth Harmony? Like, what was it? I think not necessarily ease of conversation just because the girls didn't necessarily always, they didn't seem like fully comfortable with each other, <laughs> which is <laughs> not surprising now that we all know like what happened if Fifth Harmony and they mm-hmm. talked about everything that happened. Camila Cabello was actually the nicest of them at that moment. The rest of them seemed very annoyed with her in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But I think it was just that moment I realized I was talking to five people at once. I was able to carry a conversation. Mm-hmm. I liked being on the camera because I was being recorded at that time. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that atmosphere of being on the red carpet. I'm like, I love this vibe like I want more of this and I Mm -hmm. just continue to try to seek some of that as I continue through the more entertainment journalism path yeah okay well that is awesome to know and then so tell us what is your current job title and role and anything Mm -hmm. else within the entertainment atmosphere so right now I'm working at people magazine the website not the magazine Mm -hmm. as a writer and reporter for the tv news team so I'm basically focusing on anything tied to people who are on TV, anything tied to TV shows. And it's been a lot of fun so far. There obviously are days where it's like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through all this work? This is crazy because it can be very, very busy. It's very rare when it's slow. And it's nice to have those slower days. But, you know, those busy days can be a lot of fun, too. It's just sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get through this task and the next? Mm-hmm, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. like, fine, I figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the great thing about life. You know, you kind of just figure it out and then you learn and grow exactly. from it. And that's exactly exciting, though, that. So I'm picturing your role. And so for <laughs> those who may not know too much about your role and first People Magazine, amazing. Right. So yeah. congrats and kudos to you. And Thank then- you. Yeah. And, and your role is anything TV related. So assuming you kind of, um, depending on the tasks that people give you, you go and have interviews with these celebrities in yeah. person and you ask them about a specific thing they're promoting. And then you come back and you write about it and you share that. Yeah. 
Well, cool. lately, not yeah. as much in person just because of COVID. So I've been yeah. doing a lot of phone interviews, a lot of Zoom stuff. I was very fortunate that I was given the opportunity to go to the Pose premiere for this third and final season when it came to New York. So I was able to go do that in person. And I got to interview Ryan Murphy face to face and Billy Porter for like two seconds. Mm -hmm. But I ended up talking to Billy Porter over the phone like the following months that worked out. But yeah, I mean, if we're at home, I do prefer the Zoom because I feel like if I can see their face, I can kind of see oh, okay, if they're uncomfortable with this question, then I can try to end it sooner or I can move on to something else and know what not to ask them there. Like when you're doing a phoner, it's much harder to pick up on those those social cues. Oh my (laughs) gosh, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm actually thinking like, are celebrities nice on the phone? I mean, uh, is there silence? Is there awkward silence? (laughs) Um, There can be silence sometimes. Like I interviewed Kristen Bell and this was, I think in 2018 and she was nice. But what happened was in the beginning, like I couldn't tell what was going on in the interview because I would ask a question. She would kind of wait a beat and then answer. I think she was just being very careful until Mm -hmm. she could kind of gauge how I was going to be as an interviewer, which I completely understand because Mm -hmm. you never know what kind of questions people are going to ask if you're not getting the questions ahead of time. And generally the stars aren't getting the questions ahead of time regardless of the publication like Mm. I rarely have given questions ahead of time Mm -hmm. and so she was very sweet but yeah at that beginning stage like she took a few moments before answering my question which is fine like I kind of realized she was probably processing it and trying to figure out okay what is she gonna say yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that sounds so gossip girl (laughs) you know and she is the voice of gossip girl so that is awesome to hear that yeah it it wasn't you know for the sake of being rude or anything it's just like (laughs) hold on I need to assess this so no I haven't honestly had a celebrity who was rude to me in an interview Mm -hmm. I've had celebrities be rude around me (laughs) you know thanks for sharing that story it's it's crazy though I'm curious any advice for those who want to take the same career path as you and specifically in New York or just in general so my biggest two things are internships and networking and so in terms of internships really really make sure you're doing those internships because that'll add up and you can use those people later your bosses do that as references when you're applying to your Mm -hmm. full-time job eventually. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing any internships and you're a bit more later in the game, you're like, okay, I want to kind of switch my career around. I want to go back. I want to do journalism. I would say start with freelancing or pitching. There's a lot of places where you can pitch stories to and they'll pay you and Mm -hmm. it'll be a good payment sometimes. And Mm -hmm. There's a Twitter page called Writers of Color, and they collect a bunch of different freelance opportunities, pitching opportunities, and full-time opportunities from an array of huge, huge companies and also local companies and smaller publications. So it's definitely worth even just browsing Twitter (laughs) for jobs because you never know who's going to tweet out something. And in terms of networking, I ended up doing a lot of networking through LinkedIn. And that's honestly been the most helpful tool for me in mm-hmm. my job process over the years, job mm-hmm. search process. And when I got my internship in LA, I actually got it with a smaller company, but I don't think there's anything wrong with working with a smaller company because you're going to end up doing more hands-on work with the smaller companies than the bigger ones. And mm-hmm. this smaller company in particular, they had never had an intern before. So I ended up being their first intern after reaching out 
through LinkedIn, doing my research to see if I would even like the company. I asked for just an informal interview kind of thing, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. so not an official thing, but just, you know, I just wanted to learn more about the company and like yeah. what they needed. And mm-hmm. they kind of told me what they needed and worked out. And the woman, her name's Jennifer, who is in charge of the company Press Pass LA that I was working with. She ended up covering my summer fees so I can do the internship program because my school makes you pay. I don't know if other schools are like that, but you have to like, if you're doing it during the summer, it's like summer school essentially. So if you want to get those credits, you can do it like that. And that was like the first time I did it like that because I've normally done it outside of the school. Like I wasn't going through it, but I was like, this time makes sense because it's like I can get some extra credits out of the way for Mm -hmm. my senior year so I can just take the classes I want essentially. And the woman who runs that company is now my mentor today. And we still talk very often. She is a reference for helping me get a job at people most recently. So wow, yeah, just keep up with those connections because you just really never know where they can take you. I love that you gave those tips. Those are great mm-hmm. tips. I agree with you on LinkedIn. So also there is a thing for journalists on LinkedIn. So if you're a journalist or a journalist to be, you can sign up for this like seminar where LinkedIn kind of does this thing. It's like an hour virtual seminar Mm -hmm. thing that you can watch. And then after you're done watching that, they'll give you LinkedIn premium for a year for free. So definitely use that. So thank you for sharing that. And then the other writer's location where people can potentially get paid for. And so I Mm -hmm. think those are going to be great resources. And so before we dive into overall gossip girl and specifically Mm -hmm. gossip girl I want to know being that you're in such an exciting role with people magazine and constantly you know surrounded by a celebrity vibe is there Mm -hmm. any fun celebrity stories you can share that you experienced here in the city or anywhere with regards to your career so many oh my goodness I think my favorite is from when I was actually in LA during Oscars week because it was just like the craziest night of my life like it made zero sense but I ended up starting my day I had picked up my Oscars pass on Friday so during Oscars week they have gifting suites for celebrities and influencers whatever they can like go journalists as well and they can go like see what are the gifts that are going to be given out to the stars end up getting a personal guide who walked around with me and filled an entire duffel bag of goodies including like a bottle of wine it's like crazy like virtual picture frame kind of thing and mm-hmm. it was hundreds and hundreds of dollars of free stuff it was crazy oh, and man. I ended up party called the women in film party that they do annually for the Oscars as the lead-up event all of the biggest celebrity women were there I saw Angela Bassett the flesh up close mm-hmm. like she walked past me and I saw like Lake Bell I saw Connie Britton and mm-hmm. Then I get upstairs and I after this is after I was talking with my friend with Moises Arias from Hannah Montana, who Rico, him and his brother were talking to me and my friend mm-hmm. and we get upstairs and his brother like remembered us from downstairs, approaches us and my friend wanted a cigarette. So I was like, do you have a cigarette for her? And he was like, oh, I don't, but they might. And so he brings us over and it's all these like random like young Hollywood girls. You might know them by face, but not necessarily by name unless you like pay attention to like what yeah. they're doing. So uh-huh. like Haley Lou Richardson, Aliana Liberato, and uh, Madison Beatty. So these are like all young Hollywood girls, but not big, big. Like if you, you would recognize them by face mm-hmm. if I mm-hmm. showed you a photo. And so we ended up just like chilling with them. 
for a while. And then Moises Arias and his brother get up and leave. And Moises Arias gives me and my friend a kiss on the cheek goodbye. <laughs> oh my God. We're just sitting with the girls and just gabbing or like telling us all these like random secrets that I was like, I don't need to know this. <laughs> you don't know where I work, but like <laughs> I wouldn't spill that. But it's just it's a good rule of thought to not just like spill your cup <laughs> when you don't know where people work are from and so yeah one of them was telling us about how she proposed to her boyfriend and this wasn't like out news yet now it is but it was just crazy and we were supposed to go to a restaurant with them and then they all ditched us they were like oh we got tired and decided to go home because i have i got one of their numbers and it was texting with them mm -hmm. and yeah so they ditched us <laughs> like they're, they're not mm -hmm. gonna say that obviously but that's what happened classic <laughs> hollywood mm -hmm. it was only like 10 p.m like there's no way you just went home on a friday mm -hmm. night in hollywood oscars week no you went to someone's party <laughs> it's fine mm -hmm. you could have just i don't know <laughs> yeah let us know but yeah yeah okay. but i feel like that was definitely my most random just fun experience being the industry like I've had so many fun interviews and stuff but I feel like that's just the craziest story <laughs> that seems like an exciting and eventful day from beginning to yes, end like literally like from goodie bags which that's a perk of sometimes you know being yeah. a journalist and in, in the entertainment industry to meeting celebrities and hanging with yeah. them one of the there's after just, parties being in the in crowd and oh my gosh Ashley, there's just being in this industry like it's a lot of work but there's a lot of good perks, too, because you just never know where you're going to end up and you never oh. know what you're going to do. Like, I literally got invited to a yacht where there was a party hosted by Jamie Foxx. And so, mm. yeah, I ended up meeting Adrian Bailon on the yacht and we took a photo and she was very sweet. And wait, so you went to the yacht there. and was Jamie Foxx there? He was there. Yeah, because he was hosting the party and he was DJing. I didn't meet him. I would have been too scared to approach him, honestly, just because he's so famous. And mm -hmm. he was the man running the show. So I just, you know, let it be. But Adrian Bailon, like she she's famous, but not so much where it'd be like super intimidating to approach her, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. it was like an event. So I was like, this isn't the same as, oh, she's on the street or, oh, you know, she's at a restaurant. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll like approach her. You are too young, Dory, to have experienced all this. <laughs> like, Whoa, you know, yachts and celebrity hotels and parties and, you know, Oscars and so forth. That is amazing. I mean, yeah. you're, you're bringing me back to a world that I once lived in and it was fun, <laughs> always fun. And it's just, you have to have that energy and be ready for the unexpected. And you do. Yeah. I definitely can talk about entertainment and celebrity. Mm -hmm celebrity spottings all day long um yeah actually before i move into my next segment do you have you and do you and where are the celebrities in new york that's a great question so i feel like a lot of them are located in the tribeca -ish area there's this one building where a bunch of them have apartments mm -hmm. jake gyllenhaal ryan reynolds and lively and harry styles they all have an apartment in the same building i don't know if they are actively going there often especially with ryan and blake since i know they technically live in upstate new york but mm -hmm. they probably have houses like in california too you know so all over yeah and then like taylor swift had that one apartment that everyone was always going to like it was like a tourist it's still a tourist spot people go there to make tiktok videos and be like i'm on cornelia street <laughs> and then she had the apartment on franklin at one point mm, but yes. i don't think she lives there anymore because there were too many break-ins 
So there's a lot of celebrity houses in New York City. Yeah, and they're out in the universe. So mm-hmm. and and I think yeah, downtown, like you said, is just a general area where a lot of the celebrities live in. Yeah, um, like for Tribeca, sure, Soho, so forth. So that- yeah, I went to Ariana Huffington. Her loft is in Soho. I don't know if it's still there, but I have been inside. Mm, (laughs) like yeah she had a screening party for a show she was producing and like invited some people and I just happened to be one of them and I was like okay (laughs) okay you say it so casually Dory what (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding that was a good day (laughs) yeah I'm sure every day in front of a celebrity and so forth is just fun right it's like not many people get to do this and you kind of are able to share this with others so again yeah I try to make the most of it I feel like I could you know get a good book out of it all one day our group of friends have known each other since we were babies we have trust in history we own this school who waits for the light she's not from here hey how would you like to come hang with us tonight? We're going to move into our third segment, which is all about, I almost want to put like a drum roll here, Gossip Girl. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if we should call it Reboot because I know the producers and directors hate that. I'm not calling it a reboot. Personally. What are you calling it? I'm calling it a revival of sorts, a continuation, just because... Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, I feel like, get the term reboot and revival mixed up when they're talking about shows when they're coming back. Mm-hmm. So like a reboot is like you're starting from scratch. Same kind of concept, but it's you're going to have a different cast. Mm-hmm. You might have entirely different characters, too. So I think a good example of this is where, so Roseanne, when that came back, that's a revival because the whole cast is coming back the whole original cast Mm -hmm. and they're continuing on the story with this gossip girl one it's a little bit tricky because the whole cast is not coming back they're invited to come back at some point if they want to but it's living within the same universe as Mm -hmm. those characters and they're just continuing on the story while acknowledging those characters sometimes yeah it's a revival quote-unquote because it's not a the typical revival more like a continuation right yeah with yeah. a new cast, but the same, like you said, universe. So mm-hmm. kind of not a reboot because it's not starting from scratch. It's the same Gossip yeah. Girl. Let's yes. put it that way. Yes. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. So I'm glad you noted those two things. People get it wrong all the time. Like even journalists. I'm like, it's, that's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned something. So I'm excited about that. And so the announcement on the remake was mm-hmm set it feels like forever ago about a year ago and it yeah. was affected because of the pandemic the project was put mm-hmm. on hold and pause and recently there's been a release of when gossip girl is coming out what's your overall perspective on the new storyline and the major yeah. and the major changes from the first one yeah so as somebody who read the original series, even the spinoff series that was focused on Jenny Humphrey, the it girl. I literally have the Prada Martha poster above my bed right now. I love Gossip Girl. So when I heard they were trying to remake it in some way, I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. But I changed my tune when that teaser trailer dropped. 
Yeah. Because it was so good. I was shocked. And so many people were shocked. Like I have seen so many people and I've talked to so many of my friends about this. And everyone has been saying the same kind of thing. We're like, this looks good. This looks expensive. This looks right. It just looks very like cinematic in a way with the editing style. And Dory. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just have to pause you there because I literally just watched it before we started our interview <laughs> today because, you know, I know there's so much dropping right now. I just hadn't mm-hmm. gotten to it and I was on the same boat as you and I watched it and yes. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this is going to actually be good. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I get that same vibe. I feel like what they're doing is smart is that it's the continuation, but they're bringing in new characters, new perspectives, new Mm storylines, and it's darker. And Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Honestly, I feel like this will fit very well within now today's times and today's TikTok, Instagram culture. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it'll still be something that fans of the OG series can relate to and still appreciate. Cause I think I was worried that it was going to kind of, not have that same feel that the original show and even the books did where it's the point is it's about spoiled rich white kids obviously Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. you know they're spoiled rich kids of all different backgrounds so let's embrace it i just like i can see the messiness just in the trailer alone yeah very into it i hear that the way they introduce gossip girl is not the way you expect excuse me is this people insight hold on (laughs) this isn't I mean, it kind of is because Mm -hmm. my boss did see the premiere episode of it. I have not seen it yet. I don't have screener access for this show at the Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And even Kristen Bell did tease that there's going to be a really big twist that comes. There's a big twist in the first episode. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that twist is, but expect one, basically. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So can you give us an aura of what the twist is? I don't know what it is because my boss didn't even tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my boss sometimes tells me things, but I appreciate that she didn't because then I wouldn't be surprised, basically. Mm-hmm. And okay. I like surprises sometimes. I feel like, you know, working in this industry, you don't get to experience things with people, like with the viewers, because mm-hmm. you're watching it early, you're watching it by yourself. And I had this issue when I was watching Cruel Summer, the new mm-hmm. Freeform show, which is so hugely popular right now and it's so twisty and there were so many jaw-dropping moments and I'm like I can't text my friends who watch the show about mm-hmm. what happens because yeah. I'm like the only you know, one it's a legal thing and I'm not yeah. getting sued for them so oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. that's crazy no I can imagine and so I don't know if you know this but I'm gonna ask and because generally when they release a new show, not always, they kind of release the whole, that one series in like the 10 bulk episodes, whatnot. Is this going to be one episode per week? Or is it going to be the whole release of the season? I'm honestly not sure on Mm -hmm. that one. And I feel like every series does it differently. And I feel like it's smart to kind of drop the first few so people binge it Mm -hmm. over the weekend, they get hooked. And then they're like, Oh, crap, now I got to come back for the next one. Honestly, when you just drop one episode, You know, some people might not give it a second chance. And Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer, for the most part, that you need to not just watch the first episode because sometimes the first episode, they're getting their grounds. 
sometimes if you just wait and get to that third episode, you're going to be, this is good. I have to keep watching. Mm, So yeah, yeah. I say you should give shows at least three episodes, (laughs) unless it's just completely trash, then I understand. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's a great tip. And I'm not going on the format I anticipated to, because I think you said something that resonated with me a second ago. And that was you talking on the trailer that was just released. Mm -hmm. You saw the whole messiness behind Mm -hmm. it. So what is your perspective and plot line with regards to what you saw just on the trailer? Okay, well, we see that Gossip Girl is now an Instagram page, which I think is really interesting Mm -hmm. and smart, just because I feel like if they use Twitter, that would be so outdated because I feel like Mm -hmm. the younger Gen Z crowd, they're not really using Twitter. I feel like the only remaining generation using Twitter is like millennials because that's what we grew up with. Mm -hmm. And that came before Instagram. And so I feel like Instagram makes the most sense because a lot of influencers are on Instagram. But I feel like a lot of the Gen Z crowd, you know, they're getting their followings on TikTok, but then they're coming over to Instagram. And that's adding back up on Instagram. And that's where people make their money mm-hmm. on Instagram with pretty curated posts or whatever. And I feel like that's very smart, very different because like, obviously we saw Gossip Girl, she's like a blog, but mm-hmm. Gen Z people they don't read blogs anymore like that like I said that's a very millennial thing that was very when did the show come out was it like 2007 or something yeah so yeah that was very much that time like blogs were a thing then because I think about like Perez Hilton that was a huge celebrity gossip blog and Mm -hmm. you know that kind of reminds me of gossip girl in some ways and the social media thing you're seeing that but like yeah because we didn't have that there wasn't really social media back then right and that is like the whole premise of it it's social media and the environment of it but within the trailer what do you see character wise and things unraveling and so forth and even the lgbtq plus community and yeah we see because we have the main girl i'm not sure what her name is on the show she's blonde Oh, the, the blonde Emily one? Lind. Emily Lind. Uh-huh. Okay, that's the actress's name. I really like her. So she's kind of like the Blair type because she comes in with this stable relationship like Blair did. And mm-hmm. I initially thought she was going to be more like Serena, but I'm not getting that vibe from her mm-hmm. from that trailer mm-hmm. at least. And, you know, she's with a guy that, you know, you wouldn't even see Blair normally with. And he is like, I think, pink hair or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So I, it's very interesting. I think this just kind of works with that world because maybe somebody like Blair now might date somebody a bit more edgy because I feel like the teens now are just a bit edgier than we were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We, excuse me, you're in that category there. I said we, I said we. (laughs) No, no, you're in the young category. I'm in the older one. You're in the gossip girl now. (laughs) I am 26. I'm technically a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Okay, so Emily Lind, And then we have somebody, the girl who's kind of the Dan-ish because she comes in and she's the outsider type. I like to call her that. And she's really pretty, by the way. And so I'm not really sure how she'll work into that because I'm like, are they going to make her gossip girl? Because in my opinion, as somebody who read the books, they never revealed gossip girl in the books because it didn't matter. And it was very infuriating to me that they really tried to out Gossip Girl. Like they made it such a huge part of the storyline in this series, the original series. And it, just, it was unnecessary. And especially once they chose Dan. Like I heard there was a rumor that they were initially trying to pick Eric, but it got mm. leaked. And so they switched it. Okay. And I'm like, Eric would have made more sense in my opinion. Eric would have been so boring though. It would have made more sense. 
than mm-hmm. than Dan. Because even like if you think about it, like um Eric's being at rehab in that first season, that wasn't even leaked on Gossip Girl. So it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Gossip Girl didn't even know. So that is true. So it's like stuff to think about. So yeah, I'm not really sure how this Gossip Girl thing is going to come into the fold. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to be it. I mean, it would make sense if it was the Dan type girl character who's coming in just because it's like gossip girl kind of pops up like it wasn't a thing and then it comes out of nowhere so what it, I'm getting the vibe of from the trailer because it seems like they were living peacefully and then she comes along and then gossip girl also comes along. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer, see the trailer, just pause now, go see the trailer before yes. you continue listening because I think it almost makes no relevancy to anyone if you haven't seen the trailer. But I agree. it's so crazy that I, I, I'm glad I asked your perspective because like mm-hmm. on my end from the trailer, I get a whole other world. So, so it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. My perspective is that Julianne girl, the, the Jordan, who's like mm-hmm. really fierce, like she's the Blair, right? The okay. one with the, the short hair. And then who's the other person? And then I think that handsome guy, the Max Wolf, he's like the okay. Chuck Bass, literally yeah. wolf, wolf after his name. And, you know, and he's in the LGBTQ plus community, you could tell. And, and that makes sense because Chuck in the book was kind of both ways. Oh, really? So, was he? I had no idea. Like, see, so yeah. you read the books. I've never read the books. This is just yeah. instinctually yeah. seen like, you Chuck know, was, guy. Yeah. he was very sexually fluid in the books. He like carried around mm. a monkey and like a pet monkey and he wore a lot of purple. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. like, so, yeah, I wasn't surprised that they kind of took that direction with Mm -hmm. this new show with the kind of chuck character that we're talking about yeah we're getting the vibes of that he's like a chuck person um just because it makes more sense for now i feel like for tv back then we weren't really doing a lot of lgbtq stuff at that yeah so it didn't really make sense to keep it in because even dan he experimented too he didn't agree with that there was a lot of lgbtq like in in europe but there was none. Not in America, though. In America, America took a little yeah. bit longer. Because when did the marriage on Modern Family happen? I feel like that was, like, the really big thing. Yeah. Um, where kind of, like, people started changing and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it really just wasn't a thing in America at that time. So, yeah. But I love yeah. that they're bringing it now. And mm-hmm. so this Max Wolf, is like, you could tell he's, like, he's into the guy with the pink hair. Yeah. And then the girl, the guy with the pink hair is into Emily Lynn, who's the blonde, demure yeah. girl. And the guy with the pink hair, I'm thinking, is, like, trying to find his sexuality and is going between a guy yeah. and girl. Because we see then, that in the trailer. Yeah, in the trailer, 100%. And then so the Whitney Peak, who is a main character and is what I like to call the lonely girl. Did you see the trailer? I love in the beginning where they were at the Met steps and she's like stopping at the stoplight and they're like, who stops at the stoplight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here in New York. I was like, yes, right. they're capturing some New York moments. And then they're like, she's not from here. So I also like that she could be an out-of-towner, right? Not an actual yeah. So they're bringing a lot of elements. That- yeah, I like that aspect because I think about even in the books, because on the show, we see Dan and his family living in this massive Brooklyn loft. Like mm-hmm. they're in Dumbo technically yeah. is where that outside area is of yep. their apartment but didn't they say Williamsburg on the show which makes zero sense but okay um, <laughs> but yeah so they're in Brooklyn but in the books like Dan and Jenny were actually in the upper west side but mm. I think they moved into Brooklyn to make it sound more poor <laughs> mm, okay okay that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm wondering where all these characters are going to come from yeah 
I have no idea, but I'm very interested to see where they're going to take it. I will definitely be watching. I just, I have high hopes mm-hmm. and I don't think I'll be wrong with those high hopes. I feel like, yeah. you know, Fingers we're going to really, we're going to really be talking about this show and it's coming at such a good time, in my opinion. Especially now that we don't have, we're still waiting for Euphoria to come back and Mm -hmm. um, Cruel Summer just left and that was a very edgy show as well. So Mm -hmm. it'll be nice for this to come in and have its little moment. A hundred percent. And then, so I don't know how you felt initially from the cast, you know, the casting and so forth, but I know I wasn't like so in tune, but after the trailer, I'm, I'm pretty in tune. What was your perspective? On like the casting choices, not like casting choices, but just like not knowing them, that them not resonating. Not that we ever knew who the yeah. initial Gossip Girl people were going yeah. to be, but like there was no intrigue about Gossip Girl until the trailer dropped. Yeah, you know what? I think I think about it with the original series. It was mostly people we had never seen before. Like we saw Blake Lively and Sister of the Traveling Plants, mm-hmm. but we hadn't really seen seen her. And mm-hmm. this show really catapulted these people's careers mm-hmm. and also yeah jenny um jenny wow um taylor momson was in the grinch is christmas mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they were the only kind of known i think about this new series i've only seen um what is his name thomas doherty because he's yeah. on the descendants and he's been on high fidelity mm-hmm. but he's he has a face where it's like he can blend and you might not realize it's him so i feel like it's smarter that way and like, mm-hmm. with emily lynn She's been in some things, but people don't really know her name, so to say. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's smart to just like have these unknowns so that we're not coming in with these expectations and these perspectives, especially since these people aren't going to be exact replicas of Serena and Dan and Chuck and yeah. Nate and whatever. Yep. So I feel like, honestly, these kids' lives, they're going to be catapulted overnight. Yeah. And so that's what happened with Gossip Girl on 100%. OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it all starts with the book, right? Which I yeah. haven't read. So that mm-hmm. is my bad. But then <laughs> I think it just goes to a whole other level with the creators of the Gossip Girl TV shows mm-hmm. like Josh Saffron, is it Josh Schwartz and Stephanie yeah. Savage that really have, you know, one yeah. initially started the first Gossip Girl that was on trend then and now catapulted mm-hmm. it to a whole new level with like yeah. HBO Max versus CW and it's like sex. They can do more culture, like all this stuff that I'm like seeing with like excitement. They're, they're doing really it, well with the writing. It's so funny to me because parents back in the day, they thought Gossip Girl was so racy, like <laughs> on the CW. And it kind of was with the advertisements because I don't know if you remember, but that first season they were showing yeah, some like yeah. the picture of live like moaning on like an advertisement in the mall. Like that was crazy. But this new series, I think it's going to be a whole nother level. And this is also still for teens, but this is HBO at the yeah. end of the day. So you can do a lot more on HBO. That's <laughs> we might see some nudity. <laughs> um, they're actually probably not going to want their kids. Like, you know, no. I thinking, can see yeah. it. I'm thinking about it like Euphoria. And Euphoria was technically still for teens. But it was very adult in the material. We saw nudity. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm kind of thinking we're going to get vibes of that not in terms of like the storyline or anything but mm-hmm. just more like we might see some nudity we might see some real sex scenes we will get some actual cursing of course and and they seem like a very tight knit yeah and <laughs> like, even though gossip girl like the idea of like oh somebody's gonna spill all our secrets like it's dark the show the og wasn't really that dark overall whereas i feel like this new one is taking a darker approach and i feel like that'll also definitely set it apart from its predecessor. 
Yep. Very cinematic, like you said earlier. Yeah. Agreed mm-hmm. with that and excited about that. So mm-hmm. the big question here, Dory, is who of the OG Gossip Girl do you think will make an appearance, if any? Oh, this is a great question. So I have heard Chase Crawford. He said this multiple times that mm. he would be very interested in appearing on the show as mm-hmm. Nate. But mm-hmm. I believe he's the only one that would. I feel like Blake Lively, she does movies now. She's married to Ryan Reynolds. She doesn't need the show. <laughs> Taylor Momsen does music now. She's not going to be on the show. And she quit the show. And yeah. I don't see Leighton coming back to that world. I don't see Ed Westwick necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. But he hasn't really had a career since the show. So he might. He might think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, out of the main people, yeah, Dan... He's not coming back. (laughs) He has you. He has you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and he was just very unhappy with his character being revealed as Gossip Girl because he found out not like too, too long before, like he got the script essentially. It was found out in the script. And so, yeah, he's definitely not coming back. He's the type, he's like the bookworm, the type Mm -hmm. that, like, okay, don't ping uh, the Gossip Girl on me type of thing in real life. Right. Right. (laughs) Which is for the best. But yeah, I think that's where it stands. Like, I don't see the parents coming back because you don't need the parents to come back. But if we were going to have anybody, we'd want like at least those main five people, you know, Mm -hmm. being Blake, Leighton, Chase, Ed, and Dan. Yeah. And the only one that would potentially come is Chase because he's voiced it multiple times. Oh, my gosh. And I see that now that you mentioned it, because one, Mm -hmm. wasn't he running that newspaper, that big so forth then he could oh yeah in the last season yeah he yeah and is that or something i think yeah elizabeth they could make hurley. it work elizabeth hurley might yes. make an appearance she's always hot <laughs> i would love to see her so he randomly shows her. up and especially if the <laughs> show does good and it gets the right amount of buzz i feel like some of them might think about it <laughs> yeah definitely and so mm-hmm. that's exciting to know well thank you for giving us some hope on some originals there and um yeah. i'm hoping this gossip mm-hmm. girl continuation does not have some curse behind it and it actually thrives mm-hmm. and it has a good storyline which i think based yeah. on what they've given us so far boss all the first episode she enjoyed it she and i have similar tastes when mm-hmm. we kind of talk about shows together because we'll get some of the same screeners and we'll like gab about it and so mm-hmm. if she likes it i think i like it and so i think that means we'll all like it <laughs> that is a strong endorsement and i'm yes. behind that a hundred percent so can't wait to see that and is there anything here that you think I may have missed Dory with regards no, to No, I think you covered so many bases. I can't think of anything that is missed, honestly. I wish I had an answer for you about the amount of episodes dropping cuz I haven't seen anything on that. Like I don't yeah. know if it's going to be one, all maybe 10. I don't know how many episodes are in a season. I haven't looked into that personally. That's the only thing I wish I had an answer for that I don't. And so <laughs> thank you Dory, so much for sharing your incredible New York story, your career in entertainment, and how you're just partying with everyone and anyone. And who knows? It might be (laughs) Gossip Girl next, you know, and and the cast. Oh, I wish. I wish. That is exciting. (laughs) Thank you, Dory, for everything. I Before I leave you, I I want to do and play this segment that I do with everyone. It's a quick little New York minute segment that I ask questions related to the city and you just say the first thing that comes to your mind are you down to play that okay okay of course cool here we go favorite new york borough that's hard because i live in brooklyn but i love manhattan 
So I feel like I'm kind of a dual citizen. I love that. That's good enough. So thank you. Uh, favorite <laughs> New York neighborhood? West Village. Favorite yeah. New York food or restaurant? Okay, well, if we're just talking about food, then I'll say pizza. Because mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with your pizza. I feel like a dollar slice is amazing. Love that. But if we're talking about restaurant, I have a few. I'm going to say three. I love Sarah Best, the one in Tribeca. Mm-hmm. I love Little Al, which is beneath the Friends apartment building. And that's in West Village. And then I love the City Vineyard, City Winery. Because they're the same company, but they have like City Vineyard as a separate thing and City Winery. So I just say both because same offerings. Wow. Those are great locations and they sound like great restaurants. So I'm glad you gave us some (laughs) tips there. I'm definitely going to check those out. Thank you, Dory. And then you should for sure on the list. I think everyone has such a huge (laughs) New York bucket list. Yeah. Uh, Favorite season in New York? Fall for sure. I feel like summer here is just way too hot. Winter can get really cold. And spring, it rains a lot, more than you'd expect, I would say. Agreed with you, agreed. And then, so, what is your favorite New York tourist destination? It's the Friends apartment beneath the Little Owl restaurant. So, that's like, if you watch Friends, this is Monica and Rachel and Chandler and Joey's apartment building. You get the outside of it on the show. Awesome. And I yeah. just saw the Friends reunion. It was so funny. I was cracking up. So time. good. Yes. <laughs> so these reboots, these get-togethers, people are loving them. All right. Yeah. Favorite non-tourist destination? It's like off of Water Street in the Financial District, and you take this escalator up, and it brings you to this like quiet little park, and you can get a really great view of the water, and it's so lovely. Like, Wait, so what is it called, or how can we find it? I don't know what it's called. I just know that it's off of Water Street in the Financial District, and there's an escalator that takes you up to this park, basically. Cool. So, favorite holiday in the city? I feel like me and my best friend here, we really love Fourth of July, just because that's always the holiday we spend together, and mm-hmm. we'll do the oysters, the beer, nice restaurant, and so that's probably my favorite and i would say my second is halloween i would like to know what your favorite new york subway line is (laughs) that's so funny i was literally talking about that because i think it was like andrew yang like he was asked in an interview what his favorite statement was and he said said times square and i was like nobody says that you don't you're not from here (laughs) clearly um but i think if i was to pick my favorite i know my least favorite would probably be any of the yellow trains, so like the R's, the N's, just because they, on the weekends especially, are so horrendously bad. Like they're always Mm -hmm. delayed Mm -hmm. or they're not running and you have to like go take a bus somewhere. Like, so I don't love that. Now, these are some questions that I've recently added, but I'm gonna ask and if you don't know, it's okay. Favorite New York movie or TV show? So I'm gonna be basic, I'll say, Sex and the City is my favorite New York show. I can't think of more beyond that right now. I mean, I love Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's my favorite. I don't know. Maybe it's Tide. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Those are two good ones. Oh, wait. Hi, my true mother. I totally forgot. Wow. It doesn't film in New York at all. So that kind of knocks some points off. So mm-hmm. it can't be the top favorite, but I love that show. <laughs> I love that you just gave three. Three there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and very three. different shows, too. Very much so. Love it. Thank you. And one word to describe New York City. Exciting because 
there's just so many things you can do here and it, I feel like I'm always having fun somehow whether it's like I'm at a park or I'm at this cool event whether it's entertainment based or not um there's fun concerts there's always like live music like in my neighborhood we have where the streets are blocked off every Saturday so you can like walk up and down the street and like all the restaurants will have their chairs out in the street so you can kind of you know eat your food there and there's live music so there's stuff like that like fun street there's what I like about being here and you don't have to go very far to do it like I could walk outside my apartment and walk somewhere like around here and find something to do <laughs> that's the beauty of New York you know mm-hmm. you just have so much world around you as soon as mm-hmm. you walk out your door so much culture like there's just so much of everything here it's impossible to get bored now lastly last question here is number one tip mm-hmm. on how to live your best life in New York City I would say just be open-minded to trying new things because like if you're coming here and you're just kind of you're focused just on your work and say like your work is you know just a standard job you're not going to really be making the most of your experience and so when you're going out to different places you might meet new people you might figure out what you like what you don't like and i feel like it's worth just like being open-minded to exploring that's a great tip and yes close-minded people are not yeah. allowed in new york city i'm just joking but yeah no new york but i feel like yeah open anyone's mind so everyone's allowed yeah i feel like that's what happens when people go they end up and they leave early it's because they're not really getting the most of their experience here mm-hmm. unless it's like oh they're leaving for another job then that's different but like if you're just coming here because you're like oh big lights blah 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 then that, no <laughs> you know? like you gotta put in the work you gotta put in yes. the work new york yes. requires the work and openness. yeah it does <laughs> oh my gosh and so dory thank you for sharing you shared so much great insights with regards to your story you know where you were gossip girl and just specific areas and places people can go to i my mind is boggled i can't imagine people's and so please tell us <laughs> where people can connect with you Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter handles are all Dory, like D-O-R-Y, like the fish, underscore Jackson. So that's me. Easy enough. Well, (laughs) thank you so much. We will talk soon. We'll see you or maybe speak again when Gossip Girl is in the universe and we have more to gossip about on it. Yes. Thank you for having me. And I definitely hope we can do another episode where it's just Gossip Girl focus. Of course. (laughs) I could talk about it all day. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at gossipmista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossip Nista.